Well, I want to welcome everyone to our ninth episode of the Genuine Mississippi Podcast, and we're calling this Mississippi on the Move. That's because we are talking about the great dairy industry in the Magnolia State. This particular podcast, we're going to be focusing on dairy farming and not just uh, the job that it is and the hard work that it is, but a way of life and a way of life that is, uh, I would say, uh, unique in this state in a lot of ways you know cows got to be milked every day you don't skip a day in fact some uh, twice a day several times a day even on holidays and farmers in this industry work hard all the time it's not something you can just take off and go on vacation or take a long weekend uh, and dairy farming is something that these folks are passionate about as we are as well and these farms in mississippi our dairy farms often go back generations in the past you know the old saying milk does it body good and mississippi has a good strong dairy industry with as of 2018 68 grade a dairy herds that represents 9,000 milk cows 23 million dollars value production in, in 2018 two commercial milk processing plants in hattiesburg and kosciuszko and eight on-farm bottling plants as of 2017. now To be honest, in recent years, low dairy prices have caused many dairy farms to think creatively about how to survive and to grow. And this has led to complete on-farm processing and vertical integration from cow to cup with on-site milk processing as a way for farms to sustain themselves. Mississippi dairy farmers are not only starting to bottle milk, but also yogurt, butter, and a variety of cheese and more. Today, we are blessed to have some very special guests that are on the move. We have Doug Popwell of Tyler Town, Larry Martin from Tyler Town, and Julie Ard from Ard's Dairy in Ruth, Mississippi, is going to be joining us by phone. Let's start with Julie. Welcome, Julie. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad that you were able to join us. Uh, You're joining us by phone from the farm there this morning, and I want to thank you for taking a few minutes to talk with us about your farm, your operation, and Ruth. Yes, I am, and I'm excited to be here with y'all. By way of introduction, Ards Dairy is a family-owned Holstein dairy farm with over 200 Holstein cows, 1,200 acres of scenic farmland. Tell us about it, Julie. Oh, man, I love this farm. I grew up here. Uh, My grandfather started the dairy, but before he started the dairy, we were a cotton farm. My great-grandfather was a cotton farmer. This uh, farm's been in our land since, uh, or or this farm's been in our family, I should say, since about 1894. Mm -hmm. My grandparents started our dairy in 1941, and they started out as a Jersey farm. And my father, Pat, over the dairy in 1971 so we've been doing this a long time Wow! and i got plugged back into the farm in about 2011 and i came back when we started doing some agritourism on our dairy yeah so I, I get to walk along with my dad that is awesome and i understand you were actually the first working dairy uh, in the region to open your doors to the public in the form of agritourism is that right I do believe that's correct. Well, that's awesome. Um, so this is a place, as as an agritourism location, uh, it's a place where kids can come, adults can come, learn about your cows, about the dairy, 
about farm life in general and milk production. Do you, have you had a good response to that? We have. And when we decided to try this, we really didn't know what the feedback would be. Um, you know, for us being on the farm every day, it's just it's what we do. And we didn't know the, if the public would be interested in seeing it. But we were just so pleasantly surprised right out of the gate that people were genuinely interested in what life is like on a farm. And, you know, today's society, we know that we're about three generations removed from farming. So it's been so nice to see people come and they, they really enjoy themselves. They just, um, kids leave crying. They don't want to leave. They want to stay. It just, it makes our heart happy to see the response that people have when they visit the farm. Yeah. And, you know, as I travel the state, I find that in our schools around the Mississippi, uh, young people today uh, and, and even folks in the millennial generation have that desire to reconnect to the land. And this is one way they can do that through agritourism and uh, do not only the learning of what, uh, what farm life is about, but where our food really comes from, where our milk really comes from. And right, uh, every right. every drop of milk that we drink came from a farm somewhere in this uh, state or in this country. So uh, we teach our kids that, and you're doing that. And I also understand that uh, on October 1st, uh, beginning that time of the year, and then every Saturday through the end of October, you guys offer a corn maze and wagon rides, and you give folks the opportunity to feed the baby calves. We do. We start the first weekend of October. We're actually going to cut our corn maze tomorrow morning um, and have it ready for our visitors. We offer a lot of different things, but we do have our corn maze. We have all of our playground area open. We have a Bushu train that we'll ride the children around on. They get to get up close and personal with the baby calves. We'll give them a wagon ride over to our milking parlor if they want to see how we milk the cows. We let them feed fish and just kind of roam around the farm a little bit and just get to experience life on a dairy. And it's just a great, fun time. Wow. We also, during the week, we do field trips for school groups. So a lot of schools will bring their children out and let them have fun, but also learn a little bit. That's great. That is great. Now, how would somebody find out how to get to your uh, operation there? Uh, You've got a website? We do have a website. It's artdairyfarm.com. We're also on Facebook, which we, um, once our season, when it gets closer to our season opening, we will start um, updating weekly our hours of operation, the different things we're going to offer. They can also reach me by phone at 601-606-8418 to answer any questions. Good deal. And if you can't keep up with that, if you're listening out there, you can always go to GenuineMS.com. This is another Genuine Mississippi member, and all that information will be right there. Uh, Look up Ards Dairy Farm. Well, um, one other thing I think we should mention is, uh, and I didn't realize this, but uh, you've got an opportunity for folks to stay on your farm, uh, have an overnight stay in a cozy three-bedroom, two-bath brick ranch house, perfect for a weekend getaway in the country yes and that is a that's very exciting to me um it's just been uh the response has been wonderful families are coming and they're saying you know we just want to slow down 
We want to just disconnect from our phones and we want to reconnect as a family and we just want a slow-paced weekend. And so what we tell folks that want to come is you can you can visit and do as much as you want to do on our farm when you're here for the weekend or if you don't want to be bothered, we won't bother you. Um, we have had families come and bring a little girl, I say a little girl, it was her 13th birthday and they brought seven 13-year-old girls to our farm. And I thought, mm, I don't know how this is going to go over. A bunch <laughs> of little cute, cute little city girls are coming out yeah. and they absolutely had the best time. They jumped hay bales. They did the corn maze, the zip line. They fed baby calves. And I never saw one of those girls with a phone in their hand the whole weekend. They absolutely loved it. And it was just, it was great to watch. That is a great, great opportunity for folks and a great story there to, to give one example of uh, the fun folks can have and unwind on the farm. Well, uh, mm-hmm. is there anything else you'd like to tell us about Ard's Dairy Farm? Just that we love what we do, and we love being able to share it with our, our visitors. It's just, you know, as these guys in the studio can tell you, farming is just it's in your blood. It's something that you do because you love it. Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe we should mention the fact that uh, – this does sound it's your agritourism uh, opportunities there are a lot of fun but it's still hard work running that dairy and there are challenges you face every day in, in the in the farm uh the dairy uh, farm world tell us about some of those every day every day is a challenge it can be um the bigger things just from um you know milk price milk production keeping up with your milk production. You know, you have to deal with the things of milk supply and demand. Um, that's a little bit of an issue in our part of the country. But then the, just the day-to-day things that we deal with are when your tractor breaks down or you get to the field and the, the disc isn't working properly. It's, it's a constant um, battle to keep things running and operating. And I see my dad every day working on something or, get you know, just trying to keep upkeep of the farm just the daily mechanical challenges so it's not just farming um farmers they they're bookkeepers they're mechanics there's so many hats that they wear to to keep the farm operating absolutely well i want to commend you and your family for uh facing those challenges and for overcoming them and want to uh continue your operation Uh, i've got one last question for you as we wind up here and that is uh, what what, do you, what is the genuine Mississippi program done for you for you and Ards Dairy Farm? Uh, do you like this program? We, we're very glad you're a member, but tell us your your perception of what it means for you. Well, I was thrilled when I got the phone call and um, asked if I had heard of Genuine Mississippi and did I know what it was. For us, Genuine Mississippi is just a fantastic way for us to help tell our story mm-hmm. about our farm. It's a way to be proud that we're right here in this great state. And it is, um, it is a wonderful, wonderful outlet for us to help get our name out and help to tell people about what we do. And we're proud of what we do. And we're proud of our state. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly what we had in mind when we came up with yes. this concept that uh, we are genuine Mississippi. Thanks, Julie. Thank you, Mr. Andy. God bless. Thank you. I am Julie Ard James with Ard Dairy Farm in Ruth, Mississippi, and I am Genuine Mississippi. 
I am Larry Martin from Tiletown, Mississippi, L&M Dairy, and I am Genuine Mississippi. I am Doug Popwell from Tylertown, Mississippi, and I too am Genuine Mississippi. Well, Doug and Larry, I want to welcome you again today and offer you a warm, genuine Mississippi welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us, Commissioner. Thanks for having us. Well, good to have you. I want to ask you first, who's running the farm while y'all are here at this podcast? I got a brother running mine. And, uh, <laughs> That's good. And some I'm, help. And I've got her son back and some help. Okay, great. That's great. Well, before we get into your individual stories of your dairy farms, let's have a shared conversation about dairy farming in Mississippi. I want to hear from each one of you about what's involved in producing milk. So when a customer goes into the store, goes into the grocery store, uh, and uh, the, 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 the shopper, the mom or the dad reaches in there, grabs that gallon of milk, puts it in the grocery cart, that's so simple, but a lot of work has gone into this way before that ever happens. So tell us, uh, how many times a day, to start with, are cows milked? Twice. Uh, we milk We milk twice a day, 365 days a year. Mm. Uh, we feed twice a day, 365 days a year. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, it, it's just it's an enormous amount of work that goes into producing milk. Well, as, let's talk about one cow. We talked earlier but before we were on air about uh, do you have Jerseys or Holsteins? That's the two two breeds, and you got both on your, your farm. Uh, uh, I, I would ask you how much does a typical dairy produce, but let's start with a cow. Let's start with the, the, that individual cow. How much milk are we talking about today? On our farm, each cow produces around 48 to 50 pounds of milk per day. Wow. And... Uh, it's just, and the heat yeah. and the coolness affects that. Affects that greatly. You have in in the hot summers like this. You know you'll you'll lose five six pounds of milk on a on a cow every day. Yeah, and uh, then in the winter you'll pick up five or six pounds mm-hmm. of milk per cow. It's uh it's trying. It's trying at best, especially in the hot weather. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just hard to keep production up. Yeah. How about you, Larry? We all Jersey. All Jersey. And a typical day on our, with our cows is they produce somewhere around five gallons a day, average. Our butter fat runs a little bit higher, and uh, we feed uh, haylage and all once a day, and then we graze the rest of the time. We, our cows are on grass 24 hours a day, yeah. other than the time they come to, to feed, be fed. And... Uh, and they we do that and they do that on free choice. They they go and come as they please. Yeah. And uh we you talking about the dairy industry, it is a it's a trying thing. And and one thing we got in the southeast like we were talking about is the heat. Mm-hmm. And then uh some of the 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 foraging all we might we we can grow grass where a lot of places can't. We we uh, for a grass program we're we in the area this it's ideal for it. Yeah. And uh, we've enjoyed we enjoy what we're doing, and and uh, we enjoy little brown cows. Yeah, that's right. And so uh, you uh, you have any sense? I'm sure you both do, as far as the total production a day on your farm. Total. We talked about the individual cow. How much how much milk are you producing? If you want to share that, we produce somewhere around seven thousand. I mean, thirty five hundred pound a day. We pick up twice. I mean, every for two days, that's we run a little better than seven thousand pound every two days. Okay. 
We we produce around 10,000 pounds a day. Wow, that's a lot of milk. And a lot of folks who are out here listening, it just occurred to me, you know, a lot of folks have never uh, been around a milk cow, never seen a cow milk, never seen real milk uh, direct from the cow. But tell us a little bit. Everything that comes out of that cow and that, that particular milk, Every, all the ingredients are there, not only for milk or skim milk or whole milk, but also for butter, for cheese, everything. It's yogurt. It's all there, right? That's right. Ice cream. Ice cream. Now, uh, yeah. Don't forget ice cream. <laughs> That's number one. That's right. That's number one. Number one. And I tell you, like you were talking about, a lot of people don't have any concept about what goes on in dairy. And we were fortunate here a couple of weeks ago. A couple of girls came up from New Orleans, and they've never been around a dairy cow. Mm-hmm. And they were just amazed to go in and see how milk is produced and yeah. see it going. It's milked, and it goes through through uh, the milkers. It goes in straight into a pipeline, goes right into a tank. Mm-hmm. And then we have big trucks that come in and pick it up. Mm-hmm. And they just couldn't get, get over that that it's never touched by air. Yeah. And they got we let them milk a cow. They, they, they were so <laughs> thoroughly enthused about that. That's great. Well, uh, what about this trend that we see now, and what's driving this trend? Maybe this is relating to the challenges in the dairy industry, but a lot of farmers are trying to get into bottling and selling their own milk on the farm, and uh, are are our farms in Mississippi moving that direction? Tell me what your thoughts are about that. I feel like, you know, it's something that it's a niche market. Okay. it it wouldn't work on an operation such as ours because the enormousness of the size mm-hmm. and and it's so labor intensive. Yeah. However, they're doing this to be to be able to stay in the dairies. Yeah. They just can't afford to stay mm-hmm. as a conventional dairy farm anymore. It's just you know it's just the cost is more than the money. So why is that? Tell us, tell our listeners why it's so hard to keep that commercial dairy running in today's environment and regulations and all that. I think one of the reasons it's so hard now for, for say, a family dairy, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying a family farm operation is because of, you've got so many big, big conglomerates in the dairy industry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when, we we talk about milking two hundred cows in my county, and and that puts me to be in one of the larger of the dairies left. Yeah. But yet, you know, it's not unusual if you go to West Texas or New Mexico or Indiana mm-hmm. to see a herd that's thirty thousand cows. Mega dairies. Mega dairies. Yeah. You know, and they can produce so much milk and buy so much feed. Till they can do it actually as cheaper, cheaper than a family farmer can do it. Sure. And we just can't farm a profit out of it yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You want to add anything to that, Larry? Uh, uh, one thing, the number of cattle in Walthall County has declined. Mm-hmm. And like you were talking about, it was because of the the uh, 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 people going out. Yeah. And just to give you an example, when I came back from school, we were milking. I mean, there was something like 250 dairies mm-hmm. or better in Walthall County. That was in 1970. Mm-hmm. And at one time, it was like 350. And people were able to come in. They they had just family people that was involved in the dairy. Yeah. And, and they took took small dairies. There was 30 cows, 
20 cows yeah. at that time. Yeah. And then it got to where the kids were going off to school and had to bring labor in. Mm-hmm. When you start bringing labor in, that's more expense. More expense. And then the, uh, the price of feed, the price of electricity, yeah. the price of equipment. You could up, 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 mm-hmm. and now used to you probably buy you could buy a tractor less than five thousand dollars back way back, and now you talking for I mean anywhere from forty five thousand to a hundred thousand, maybe two hundred fifty thousand yeah. on some of these bigger tractors. Sure, and the expense of things is uh, that that. And our support group has got so small in in Mississippi, mm-hmm. and bringing them in to do the things that they need to do. Yeah. Walthall County has been known as the cream pitcher, Mississippi. That's right. And it really, it still is dairy central when you think about Mississippi. We have dairy scattered across the state. But uh, tell me again, how many, you said at one time there were 350 dairies back before the 70s. Then there were 250. How many are we talking about today? I think nine, nine, I think. Wow. Wow. See, that is, that's, that's definitely. Uh, that definitely shows the challenges that our dairies are facing. But we started this Genuine Mississippi program to try to make folks aware of how we can support our local farmers, local dairies. And uh, thank you all for being a member of this. We want we want our folks to support you. And um, we, uh, I want you to know, I've got a cow. I've got a I've got a milk cow. She's a Jersey. She's a black faced Jersey, and uh, her name is Blossom. And I, of course, we don't have the production y'all are talking about, but, but I guess maybe I'm a little unique because my our four children do know where their milk comes from. Well, that's good. And we, yeah, it is. And we want we want all of Mississippi to know that milk doesn't come from a plastic jug in the grocery store. It comes from a farm somewhere, maybe in Walthall County. So thank y'all for doing that, and thank you for supporting and keeping the dairy industry as strong as you can here. Um, let me mention this. Um, Doug, why don't I just ask you about uh, your farm, Popwell Dairy Farm. You are a third-generation dairy farmer. How has your family always uh, has, has your family always farmed dairy? And if not, what else are you farming there? Uh, we, we pretty much always farmed dairy since 1959. I think my grandfather and my dad were growing cotton back then, and okay. then they— eased into the dairy industry and and even to to today we still we still have beef cattle yeah. as well we got about 150 head of mama cows mm-hmm. and uh but pretty much we we rely on dairy for a living okay so it is your it is your living it is our livelihood that's right and it's non-stop like we mentioned earlier uh so as hard work as it is and there's you know you don't get a break you've always got to be there or have somebody tending the place well, what is it that keeps you in the industry? What drives you to continue? It's just a deep sense of love mm-hmm. for the land yeah. and for the cattle. And, I mean, it's almost like family. Yeah. When you see certain cows, I I, I recently was in a, involved in politics, and yeah, one of the things that was on my Facebook page was, I, I've got a Jersey heifer that gets out every night. <laughs> she will not stay in the field. And she goes to my neighbor's house and gets on his back porch. Uh-huh. And that's where she stays. Yeah. 
And they posted it on Facebook that Betsy Bell said, elect Doug Poway. <laughs> that's good. That's, you got a mascot there. So that's my that's mascot. Awesome. Well, congratulations on uh, your election as a county supervisor. Thank that's, you. We need more farmers in our elected positions of, at all levels. And I know the chairman of the House Agriculture Committee is my dear friend, Representative Bill Pigott, Chairman Pigott. He himself is a, a former dairy farmer. I mean, uh, and farmer got deep roots in dairy and in the farm uh, operation there in Walthall County. So, what what would you say is unique, uh, Doug, about your particular dairy? Uh, what what kind of unique production have you got going on there? I don't know that we've got any one thing that's really unique. Uh, it's it's a fact that we do we do what we do in. I think it sets us apart because we are so committed mm-hmm. to be able to stay there and dairy and 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 live on that land. You know, it's just it's just something that we enjoy, yeah. and, and we've always enjoyed. Are, are y'all doing organic? We production? do. We do organic. Wow, that's a pretty rare thing. Uh, not everybody can do that, or not everybody's willing to to make the effort to do that. What what's involved in being an organic uh, milk? It's a, it's a different world. It's a whole lot of paperwork, a whole lot of uh, just you you handle things differently. You know, we we use all chicken litter for fertilizer. We don't use any commercial goods. Uh, you, you plant corn without chemicals. I mean, you don't spray, and it's all conventional corn. It's not, not, everything's non-GMOs, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging at best of times. But are people willing to pay more for that? They are. Okay. They really are. Yeah. So more more cost, more more risk in a lot of ways, but but maybe some a, a premium on that. A little more reward. Yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to say? And, and by the way, where can we see that picture of your cow? Uh, <laughs> it, it was on my Facebook page, but now I don't know much about Facebook. We're gonna go. We're gonna go look that up and tie it on this podcast. Let's, let's if we can get that picture. All right. Well, uh, anything else you'd like to add about your farm? Uh, no, sir. I'd just like to see it be to a point to where dairy in this state could support more young folks. I'd like to see more young folks involved in this. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. You, you know, it's it's something, like I say, it's, a, it's almost, and I hate to use this sense in saying it's a dying industry, but, mm. you know, I'd love to see young people get back in the dairy industry. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's challenging at best and extremely hard and expensive for them to do that. Yeah. But uh, I'd sure love to see young folks get involved. Yeah, thank you for that. It's a great vision. And the values that come from dairy farming, uh, maybe you can both talk about those right now. What are the values that you see uh, in your own family uh, that you that you would like to see uh, blossom in other young people who get involved? Values, work ethic. Well, I've got a son that finished school up at State, and uh, you know when he when he entered school up there, one of the one of the teachers. And I knew him from Farm Bureau, and uh, mm-hmm. he told me, he said, uh, if you got a kid that wants to come to state, send him up there. He said, I'll help him. I said, well, I've got a kid that wants to come to state. I said, he's probably not the smartest kid that ever lived. I said, but he's got a strong work ethic. Uh-huh. So, you know, he, he went up, and uh, they took him in, and he graduated. And two or three weeks before he graduated school, he had a job working for a good company. 
And it, it does. It does teach strong work ethic. It, it teaches a lot of commitment. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a good life. It's yes. a good life. Yes, it is. And, and that value you pass on to your son. What about you, uh, Larry? Uh, you said your son's running the farm for you this morning. Well, I tell you, if you're talking about one thing about with the farm, the thing that stands out for me, I've always been committed to being living on the farm. Mm-hmm. I've had opportunities. I finished when I finished school, I came back home. That was my intent, mm-hmm. and uh, and to raise my family there. Mm-hmm. We got a, a son and a daughter, and both of them live within less than a quarter of a mile of me. Wow. We got six granddaughters, yeah. and the kids have been raised on the farm, and it's a it's a tight family opportunity i mean to where families can be tight and and, and join in and be together mm-hmm. and then one thing that the farm's done for me i've, I've I, my kids were raised there and my grandkids are raised i've got three off in school right now mm-hmm. and if i'd have been doing anything else we wouldn't have had that opportunity to have them right there with us yeah and i thank the good lord that he gave us that opportunity yeah and that's something that we do, try to do is is we get together and have meals together two and three four times a week and if if they were all away from home we wouldn't get to do that and the lord's blessed us that way and as far as the the farm that's the love that i've got i'm gonna yeah. tell you something the man that if, if he's in the dairy business today he he loves it yeah i mean they, they you've got some well i don't know if i love it they still in it yeah they keep going day <laughs> and day and and the cattle become part of your family uh-huh. with ours i mean i, I i've got particular cows i mean when i go to the field i'm looking for those cows mm-hmm. and doug does the same thing anybody that's on the farm that's done and and live I came back. Oh, I've been involved ever ever since I was big enough to put a pair of rubber boots on. Mm-hmm. And I remember my first rubber, pair of rubber boots. I was going across a mud hole and I lost them. I had to walk out of my <laughs> boots. My grandpa <laughs> come back and had to help me get my shoes, my boots back out. But our farm was bought uh, like in uh, my daddy, my grandpa, and my uncle. Daddy, my grandpa, my daddy, and my uncle were still in high school. And it was bought in in, in 44. 44. And then we started the dairy in 51. Okay. And so, uh, and I was born in 47. So, you know, mm-hmm. I've been in it all my life, all my remembering life. And you're also third generation. I'm, I'm third generation. The son being fourth generation. And, and then got grandkids. They enjoy it. So. Yeah. What's the name of your farm? L&M Dairy. L&M Dairy right there. And we already talked about uh, your, your, your herd and uh, the production what else do you do on the farm there larry we we all uh, i've tell you the staying in dairy business you had to get diversified yeah right now we wound up putting in uh, chickens and we we okay. grow uh, broilers and we got uh, five houses we had six houses and a tornado tore mm-hmm. uh, up one of the houses like in three years ago this past december mm-hmm. and we didn't build it back but then we've rolled crop we've had beef cattle in other words, we you had to go with the times. You go with the flow. You've got to diversify. You got to diversify to keep to keep it going. Um, this may be a question that that we can't really put words to. But what is what makes Mississippi milk unique from say these mega dairies out there and you know the thirty four thousand? Yeah, what what makes a, what makes an operation like yours, Larry and and Doug, unique here in Mississippi for folks who want to buy Mississippi milk? Well, I tell you what, most Mississippi milk is produced by people that love to farm and uh-huh. loves the cattle. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, when you get into mega dairies, it's a job. Yeah. Ours is, that's, that's our way of life. 
So when you buy that Mississippi gallon of milk, you're getting love. You're getting the love of the farmer, the family values, all that in that package. That's exactly right. That's, That's great. exactly right. Plus, you're getting milk that hadn't been transferred 3,000 miles. Now, that's a really good point. You're getting local milk. It's not transported as far, and so it's fresher, it's local, and better. And are you, Larry, are you also doing organic? Yes, we're organic. We've okay. been organic for a while. Okay. What's your been your experience with the organic requirements, the USDA standards, and so forth? It's, it's challenging. Like Doug said, there's a lot of paperwork involved, and we, we've been primarily grazed with, with Jersey. That's the reason we went to Jersey. Okay. Jersey, uh, Jersey, Jersey cattle are uh, their ideal for grazed yeah. milk. And with, with the Jersey and all, that all just really set in pace with us. It, it's been good for us. That's good. So they, they're grass-fed. They they come and go as they please. That's exactly producing right. Producing that milk. Um, let me ask you both. Uh, Maybe a personal question: Are you going to be able to pass the dairy on to the to, your, to the fourth generation, to the next generation? Tell that's, us. That's my intent. That's Larry. You're, that's your intent, and that's right. Plan? And my son. I mean, hey, and his daughter. I, 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 both of them would. If it if it gets good enough, both of them could be involved. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Doug? I doubt it very seriously. I think my kids of. Uh, I think they'll do other things. I don't think really? they'll want to come back to the dairy. Yeah. Wow. You, you mentioned this earlier, and I think something we can do a better job in our state is connecting the young people who do who, who, who maybe have not had an opportunity to work on a farm, but maybe they, they love the land and they want to get in it. If, if we could find somebody, uh, if we could find a young person at an entry level to, to connect to your farm, would, would you be willing to mentor them and train them and, and help them maybe lease the place and keep it going? I, that's the thought I've been having for about a year now. How we- In fact, we're, we're talking to a young person now Wow! about maybe she's wanting a dairy. It's a, it's a lady, and okay. she's wanting a dairy, and she wants to raise her children on a dairy farm because she was raised on a dairy farm. Wow, okay. And uh, her husband's a lawyer. Okay. And she wants to be involved in dairy. And so we've got an excess number of heifers, and, and we're talking about ways that we can start start up a dairy. Yeah. And she's got land, but she she don't have a barn. Uh-huh. So we've got an extra barn. So yeah. we're looking at ways now to work this so, out. So kind of like an apprenticeship. You're gonna, uh, absolutely. And, and they can... They'll they'll find out quick if they love it or don't love it, <laughs> and want to do being there or not. Yeah, well that's great. That's great. Well, um, we've talked about the values of dairy farming. Is there anything else, either one of you, Larry? We'll start with you. Anything else you would like to add or want to say to the people of Mississippi about Mississippi dairy about your farm? The one thing, like Doug said a while ago, as far as Mississippi and with the young. Folks, I mean, you know, people that want to come back, I don't know how you would do it, but it's trying to fix and prepare a way that maybe some guarantees or something yeah. other where they could come back and, yeah. and, and, and a man's trying to start and drop by land and buy cattle, mm-hmm. there's no way doing it. And I, 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 w- I would love to see, like we were talking about with this, this young lady, having the opportunity to get, if they want to go back and I'd love to see the dairy industry come back yeah. to Mississippi. Won't never come back to where it was, yeah. but we still, we don't need to lose the dairy industry in Mississippi. Well, you know, I came from the legislature before I became commissioner and I know how, you know, we have all these bills that pass that give different incentives and mm-hmm. encourage folks to bring jobs. And I've been talking with folks at the 
legislature about this very thing because people forget agriculture is our number one industry. That's exactly and right. if we don't have find the next generation of our workforce to keep it to keep it going, we're going to be facing a, a serious situation in ten years' time. So I. I think your idea is a great idea. Let's find some ways that maybe through Mississippi Development Authority we can help give some some backing to young people who want to come in here and want to take over the dairy and to keep it going. If we don't, you know, a lot it's of it's a dying industry. If we don't, that's right. So I I fully support that. Thank you for that insight, Doug. Uh, <clears throat> anything else you want to add? No, I just say that ag is is the number one industry in this state. We need to always be mindful of that. Yep. And whether it be dairy or row crops or, or whatever it is. Yes. You know, people need to realize just how close we are as a nation to being hungry. Yes. You know, let something happen to ag and we're all hungry. Yeah. No other country on earth can produce the food like we can produce it. And we are so blessed. And we're blessed in this country. And we should never take that for granted. And we should never, ever take that for granted. That's right. But, Andy, let me say one other thing. Yeah, please. The one thing that I, I want to say to you, I appreciate the time that you're putting in to promote well, thank in, you. the, the interests of Mississippi. Thank and, you. And I tell you what, if and, and getting people in, if a person can't promote, help promote their own product, they missing they get missing tomorrow. That's right. And Andy, we appreciate you. Well, thank you. It's my honor to to be genuine Mississippi and to promote your genuine Mississippi products and as we sell them and as we grow them and we tell folks all over this world, uh, you know, you're not going to find any better products than what we have here in Mississippi, and that includes Amen. milk. <laughs> Thank sure. you for that. That's good. Thank y'all. Well, that's about all the time we have for today, and I genuinely appreciate you all for taking time to speak with us. Remember, you can find our podcast at genuinems.com forward slash podcast, and you can become a member at genuinems.com forward slash membership. If you want to find out more about dairy farming at Ards Dairy Farm in Ruth or the Popwell Dairy Farm and L&M Dairy Farm in Tylertown, you go to GenuineMS.com, our website, and you can look at their profile and find out all about their products, their farm, and find out much more about everything Mississippi grown, raised, crafted, and made. Be sure to join us for our next Genuine Mississippi podcast. We'll be touring the Magnolia State. Imagine what you might find if you were to visit a, such a farm, a big old red barn, a corn maze, a, you pick strawberries and blueberries. What a delicious idea. What about animals? They're always an important cog in the wheel of agriculture, looking for wagons and trains and tractors, fields of flowers, cotton, pumpkins, Christmas trees. What about a festival? Maybe a cabin or a lake or a quaint little general store will be included. Take a ride through genuine Mississippi's agritourism program. Join us for our next episode. We're titling it Tourists Flock to the Farm. Listeners, I want to thank you so much for the uh, your opportunity to join us. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for Mississippi on the Move, part of the summer series of the Genuine Mississippi podcast. As always, I'm Andy Gibson. And I am Genuine Mississippi. This podcast is genuinely Mississippi grown, raised, crafted, and made by MWB Studios.